Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Rants, Raves, Questions, and Quotes. This is your host, Mr. Rants, and uh, as the calendar goes by, we are starting Season 6. For those of you that know how I count, which is poorly at times, this is actually our sixth month of doing these podcasts, so... We've explored a lot of ground, and we're going to continue to explore a lot of ground, Ex- continue to have uh, even more uh, interviews. Uh, I'm lining them up as we speak, and uh, we're going to be having a lot more fun. So I look forward to uh, the journey ahead, but I have to go through the preliminary precautions as always. I am not, not, capital letters, N-O-T, not a licensed theologian. I am not a licensed therapist. I am not a licensed doctor, clinician, any of that thing. I'm not a professional or anything with regards to that. So, if you get triggered, upset, oh well, you'll live. But, if you're willing to debate, talk, and express your feelings, I'm more than happy to do so. Uh, I can be reached as always at mrrants50 at gmail.com or via my blog at myrrqq.wordpress.com. We've had a lot of positive feedback from uh, the Terry interviews, and hopefully there's more to come with Terry and uh, maybe even some more surprises. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sticking with me. Uh, We have grown exponentially uh, since we've switched over to the Podbean format. So, you know, yeah, we've got listeners all over the world now, uh, hundreds of downloads. I mean, I was blown away uh, with the amount of, of listenership and downloads in, in this last month. So anyway, thank you for joining us and uh, stay tuned. Joining us to discuss the immigration crisis is Mark Morgan, former COO and acting commissioner of Customs and Border Patrol, now with Heritage. Hi, Mark. First, the Biden administration says there have been fewer border encounters since January. Is that true? So the Biden administration is claiming victory with respect to the fewer apprehensions of those illegally entering between the ports of our southern border. But what they're not doing, they're not being honest with the American people because what's actually happened is a shell game. And what we should be terrified is how did they achieve the lower numbers illegally entering in between our ports of entry and the southwest border? They accomplished it through a perversion and violation of the laws. This is what they've done. They made a deal with the 171 countries that we received migrants from in the past 24 months. And they said, hey, look, here's the deal. If you stop illegally entering in between the ports of entry and come to a port of entry using the CBP-1 app, what we're going to do, we're going to continue to look the other way as we know that you willingly and willfully file fraudulent claims because we know the overwhelming majority of migrants come are economic migrants. They don't qualify for asylum. But in exchange for not illegal entering, this this government, DHS Secretary America, says that we're going to continue to look the other way, process you, and release you. They're literally treating the entire southwest border as one big port of entry, and now they're claiming victory. And let me give you a statistic that shows that. So as the numbers in between the ports of entry are going down in the last 24 months, but specifically the last four months, we've seen a increase in those coming to our ports of entry of 212%. The last four months, 
ports of entry, OFO, Office of Field Operation, have averaged 75,000 migrants coming to the border every 30 days. 24 months ago, that number was 24,000. That's why this is nothing more than a shell game. Okay, just to break in here for a minute. So, instead of just coming in across the border anywhere they want to, they basically said, quit doing that, come in through the port of entry, lie your ass off, say whatever the fuck you want to on your paperwork, we know it's a lie, we know you don't qualify for for asylum, we know you don't qualify to be in the country, but instead of, of shipping you back to your country and going through all the process, we're just going to fucking look the other way and we're going to say, okay, they filled out all the appropriate forms, come on in and go where you want to go. So they're lying their ass off. They're not coming in legal. They're they're coming into a legal port of entry, but they're not coming in legally because they're lying on their paperwork. Our government is aware of it. They're encouraging it. They've set up contracts with these other countries to allow this to happen. But yet we're being told that the border crisis is managed and the numbers are coming down. There's been reporting that there's been a significant increase. I think the number is around seven, eight hundred percent of Chinese nationals crossing the border. Right. What do we know about that development? This is not necessarily a new development. Think about it. We've seen illegal aliens come to our borders from 171 different countries in the past 24 months. But China's not the only nation of concern. China obviously is an adversary. It's a threat. But so are multiple countries around uh, around this globe. And what should be alarming to the American people is why? Why is this happening? What do we know about the people that are coming across? This goes back to the basic element of what this is about. This is not about immigration. This is about border security and our ability to know who and what is coming in so that we can protect this country from the vast complex threats that are coming across the border. So the issue is, what do we know about it? What's the administration told us about this phenomenon that we're seeing this spike in Chinese nationals? The reality is we don't know. What we should also be asking ourselves, again, let's go back to the 1.2 million known gotaways. Who are among the known gotaways? Right now with the Chinese nationals, we know the majority are families, and we haven't been provided any information with respect to why we're seeing this increase. But those are questions we should be asking. Yeah, we should be asking. We should be asking. We should be fucking demanding. There should be a national uproar, not just of the people that are on the border countries, but pretty soon this is going to affect us all. There was several years ago down in Virginia Beach, a lady, I believe she was a nun. Don't quote me on that because I can't guarantee it and I can't don't have time to look it up again and re-verify. But there was a lady that was killed by a drunken driver down in Virginia Beach on the boardwalk. That driver that was drunk was an illegal. They weren't even supposed to be here, much less driving a car, much less, uh, you know, being in the country at all. They shouldn't have been behind the wheel. They shouldn't have been in the country. And that lady would not have lost her life. And what did we do? We went through due process with this individual. We, we, you know, and again, this floors me and flummox me because, you know, 
as a citizen, if I commit a crime, I have a right to a jury of my peers. Well, this person is not a citizen of this country. This person was not a legal citizen. So therefore, the rights of due process, the rights of a jury by his peers, the rights of a speedy trial, and so on and so on and so on, do not qualify for that person because they're not a citizen. Now, if they become a citizen, they go through the immigration process, they go through send, uh, uh, you know, all the tests and the, the swearing-in ceremonies and so on and so forth, then fine. Then they're a naturalized citizen. Then they qualify. But if they're an illegal immigrant, they don't qualify for those constitutional rights because they're not a citizen under the Constitution of our United States of America. We hear almost exclusively about the southern border for good reason. That's, that's where the biggest migration crisis is occurring. But we've seen a spike in illegal crossings on the northern border, too. What's happening up north? We hear mostly exclusively about the southern border, and, and as you've stated, for good reason, because that's the crushing tidal wave, the invasion that we're seeing. But that's not the only problem, and that's not the only issue. Whether it's our southern land border, our coastal waterways, or our northern land border, they all pose the same vulnerabilities, the same threat of a series of complex threats that, that face us from outside our borders. When it comes to the northern border, what a lot of Americans don't understand is that the borders that we share with Canada are actually some of the largest land borders shared between two nations in the entire globe. Over 5,000 linear miles we share with Canada. That's two and a half times almost the land border that we share with Mexico. And our own intelligence community says that there's a real threat from Canada. This is public or source information that with respect to homegrown violent extremists in Canada poses a real threat to our national security. We share some of the largest maritime environment with Canada where it's wide open. The northern border has less infrastructure, technology and personnel than the southern border. In fact, many already limited resources in the northern border are physically deployed or pulled off the front line on the northern border to help virtually with the southern border. The northern border is more wide open and more vulnerable than our southern border, but yet you never hear about it. And what this administration won't talk about is increase. Like, for example, Swanton sector alone, we've seen a 700 percent increase in apprehensions of illegal aliens. And the number of gotaways, we have no idea. So there's simply no, not enough technology or personnel to be able to effectively track the known gotaways on our northern border. State governors like those in Texas and Florida seem to be the only ones really taking action. They're putting up barriers. They're using the National Guard. What else can be done? When it comes to state governors, specifically Texas and Florida, they seem to be the only ones that are taking action. I think that's right. I've said for a long time that Governor Abbott is doing more than any other governor in this country. Uh, obviously, Governor DeSantis is doing a, a great job as well, but because Texas is on the front lines of the border, uh, they're seeing it up close and personal. Through Operation Lone Star, for example, it's been a very successful law enforcement operation. They've apprehended hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens, tens of thousands of pounds of narcotics, and including enough fentanyl not just to kill every Texan, but really every citizen in the United States. Weapons, U.S. currency, the list goes on and on. It's been very successful from a law enforcement perspective. But the truth is, the only thing that's happened the past two years, even with Operation Lone Star, is the crisis has gotten worse. Because what what 
the states cannot do, and it's been verified through U.S. v. Arizona, is that they cannot enforce federal immigration law. And so the one thing that states need to do, they can't do because they can't enforce federal immigration law, and that's provide deterrence. And you get that through detaining those illegally entering and removing them. However, they can, through the Constitution, through declaring an invasion like Governor Abbott has, now that gives him the right and tools to do so much more. He does now, under the Constitution, have the ability to detain and remove. He's not enforcing immigration law, so he's not running afoul of USAB Arizona or the Federal Supremacy Clause, is that now by declaring an invasion, he's protecting his states, and so he has ability to do more to include, detain, and remove. The ch- okay. Now, see, this has always been my contention and my question, was why the border states don't say, fuck it, and erect their own wall, as Trump tried to do, and Biden put a stop to. And if I'm understanding what this gentleman is saying correctly is, is that's why they don't do it, because they have no way of detaining and kicking these guys to the curb, kicking them back to their their country of origin, unless, as he said, they claim an invasion. Well, OK, now at this point, two and a half years or two years into the Biden administration, this is obviously an invasion. If they're making deals with other countries to have them all come in through one port of entry now so that it looks like the numbers are dropping of the of the illegals coming in and they're turning away and they're letting them write whatever the fuck they want to on their paperwork knowing without a shadow of a doubt that it's a fucking lie and that they know that, th- that these are not actual cases that are asylum uh, uh are permissible to gain asylum to the country and they know it's bullshit, then we have a fucking invasion. So instead of shipping these people up to uh, Cape Cod and D.C. and New York and all these sanctuary cities, they ought to all, all the border states ought to fucking claim a fucking invasion and start shipping them back out. But the problem is, is you have states like California that are solely Democrat, that are these sanctuary cities that are run by these sanctuary, uh, uh, by the Democratic side that thinks it's a good thing and, you know, come on in. So you're not going to get full 100% cooperation in my, my opinion. You're going to, they're going to be some areas that just say, keep the borders open, let them come on in, welcome to the party. But the ones that don't The ones that are Republican, conservative-led state ought to declare, immediately declare an invasion into their state and do what Texas and Florida are doing and get them the fuck out. Is is there some uh, illegal difference of opinions on uh, what we call an indemnity clause? Is that there's potential that a National Guard or a, a trooper could be held personally liable uh, for acting outside the scope, including criminal charges? So I know the governor is trying to work through that right now to make sure that the personnel that he would ask to do this are not going to be personally held liable, including those criminal charges. And that's being worked through right now. But ultimately, that's what needs to be done. So, again, they can claim an invasion, but now they have to worry about the troops, the cops, and the National Guard, etc., that are following these these state-authorized uh, 
procedures by claiming it's an invasion that they still might be these individuals might be penalized might be thrown in jail might be held uh culpable for anything that happens to these people good bad or otherwise and and held liable for their actions so either way it looks like the federal government has got us uh screwed between a rock and a hard place with this and, and and there's no real solution there's no real win right now at least till it all goes through the court systems and by then you know in another two years god willing in in biden is gone and we get a republican congress and we get a republican uh, president in office then maybe we can fucking knock lock these down and say enough is enough and start going through and saying okay you don't have paperwork you're gone we know this is bullshit you're gone and and backtrack some of these but in the meantime we've had millions upon millions upon millions of illegal people that we don't know haven't been vetted haven't been checked medically uh or, or any other reason we don't know who they are where they come from national origins uh country of origin uh whether they have any infectious disease uh covid etc we had a whole list of we had to get our people shot get, get the vaccine for covid but all these people were coming in with mumps rubella all these other fucking diseases and covid and nobody was getting checked and we just let them walk on through and again i know it's going to sound harsh and you're going to say oh you're anti this group of people or you're anti that you're absolutely right i'm so tired of having to explain what the difference between Illegal immigrants are and legal immigrants are. Legal immigrants are the ones that come in and they do it the right way. They go through the process. And, yes, it's a fucking bunch of red tape. I have friends that are have, have gone through uh, becoming a naturalized citizen of the United States. And, yes, it's a lot of red tape. You have to pay for lawyers. You have to take classes. You have to do all this, that, and the other. And it can take years, and it's a lot of bullshit that maybe it should not have been. But it is what it is until they revamp that or that structure, that procedure, that uh, process. In the meantime, we have a whole shitload of others that are coming in the wrong way and just say, walking in going, hello, I am here, let me come in, and we're giving them medical. Uh, states are giving them food stamps, Medicaid, Medicare. Uh, you know, their kids are going to school. Their kids are getting free lunches, uh, free everything. When our own people are hurting, when our own military veterans are, are, are hurting, and we're just letting people come across and like it's no big deal. And what I don't understand is where is the outcry from the groups that have come here and then are going through with the legal the legal correct way to become a naturalized citizen? And why aren't they standing up in droves and bitching and complaining about this? Or maybe they are, and we're just not hearing about it on the news. I don't know. But something's got to be done. And as he was saying about our, our borders up north, yeah, especially the waterways. You could just bring in a whole fucking, uh, you know, boat full of people, and nobody would know. Drop them off at the port. Bye-bye. See you later. There are areas along the the Canadian-American border that, wide open according to what he was saying 
and the few resources that we do have up there are being pulled down to cover the to help cover the the resources that we need down in the southern border. So until we come up with something hard and fast and everybody was against Trump building the wall and, oh, you know, he's going to pay for it. They're going to pay for it. Whoever's going to pay for it. I don't give a fuck who pays for it. Raise my taxes. I'll pay for it. I'll help pay for it. But let's get it done. Let's get it built. Let's put an end to this issue. And, you know, and forget not just the 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 people coming in that we don't know who they are we don't know the country of origin we don't know if they're friendly to the united states if they're truly refugees seeking asylum if they or if they're just trying to live off off of the benefits they get from being in the united states or if they are actually sleeper cells and mean to do us harm am i six uh or am i five whatever the hell that that gang of people uh that uh are active up in D.C. area, uh, more so in northern Virginia area. They're coming in from the southern border. Gang members, cartels, fentanyl. There's enough fentanyl already has been coming in through the border to kill everybody in the United fucking States of America. When are we going to stand up and say no more? Enough is a fucking enough. Hell, if I lived closer, I'd grab a couple of my guns and I'd take a uh, shift down there at at the uh, fucking wall. I'd stand up and keep illegals out. Maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe the the good old boy rednecks need to get in their pickup trucks, grab their shotguns, and go down and, and stand a post at the southern border and say, Nope, you ain't coming in here, boy. Maybe if enough of the country stands up and starts saying no, they'll finally get it through their fucking heads. I doubt it, but maybe. I doubt that we'll get enough people. Because we're too worried about all the other bullshit going on. We keep believing the lies that we keep being told. Now you've maintained that Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas should be impeached. Is that wishful thinking? What's the argument there? When it comes to Secretary Maricus, I've been on the front lines of this as well as others, Tom Holman, that he should absolutely be impeached. And with respect to wishful thinking, look, sometimes, like in life, it's not the end destination. It's the journey. And I think that that's exactly what impeachment of Maricus will give us. It's for the first time the American people will hear the truth and the reality of how and why we got to the worst border crisis in our nation's history and how it's jeopardizing every aspect of our nation's safety, public health, and national security. I don't think we've ever had a cabinet official until now with Secretary Maricus where he's come in and just said, you know, eh, those laws, I'm not going to enforce them. I'm not going to abide by the laws that a separate and co-equal branch of government in the United States Congress has passed. And actually, I'm going to go one step further. I'm actually going to direct my personnel to violate the very laws they're supposed to be enforcing. I mean, we've never had this at a cabinet level official, especially someone that's oversees a department as large as DHS. He's willfully violated mandatory and screening removal and detention requirements. He's openly and unabashedly said that he's not going to 
use uh, some illegal status of the means to remove him. The list goes on and on. He has dismissed career border security experts. He's abandoned his oath. He's lied to the American people and Congress. He's cast aside the rule of law and the Constitution. He's abused his power of office and he's betrayed the public's trust in our system of government. His legacy will be one of deception, misinformation, and a man who oversaw the worst border security crisis in our lifetime. Through incompetence or driven by ideology, American people deserve a secretary that is beholden to the oath of the office and the rule of law and the Constitution rather than some self-serving political agenda or personal ideology. And that's why Secretary Mayorkas should be impeached. Well, it sounds like we've got an unsustainable situation on both borders and more action is clearly necessary. Mark, thanks for joining us. That was former CBP Acting Commissioner Mark Morgan. And this has been a Saturday bonus edition of Morning Wire. Yeah, he should be impeached, along with half of the fucking Biden administration, including the president and the vice president themselves. The problem with that is, is that it will never fucking happen. Just like Fauci stepping down, that shit will get swept under the carpet. Nothing will ever get done. Nothing will ever come of it. Why? Because by the time we get a Republican Senate, a Republican uh, House and a Republican president in there, they're gone. It's, oh, well, that was a bad part of uh, of our history. That was a bad, challenging time, and we did the best we can, and nothing will ever come of it. If you try to impeach President Biden right now for everything he's done, especially with all the, the paperwork with the Ukraine and so on and so on and the Biden, uh, Hunter Biden laptop and all that shit, nothing's going to happen because why? I guarantee fucking to you, it, then it will become, well, He's, you know, he's got some mental issues. Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. He didn't know what he was doing, blah, 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 blah. And either way, even if it made it to the House, it will not make it to the Senate because the Senate is Democrat run. They won't allow it to happen. So it won't happen. And even if by some miracle of God, it did happen, Kamala would pardon him or it would be claimed on his own, on his own medical issues. And I guarantee you, the last thing he would do in a sane and sound judgment that he claims to have, which we all know he doesn't, is that he would pardon his own son. Because there's no way in hell his son's going to jail. It's just not going to happen. And while I commend the fact that the, that the House is now Republican run, and they are looking into these things, and they are subpoenaing, subpoenaing yeah. Whatever the fuck. You guys know what I'm saying. They're calling them up. They're investigating all this shit. They're sending out subpoenas, but it's not going to do any good. They're not going to make a change. They're not going to make a difference. They might bring out more uh, information that was unknown to some of the American public, but some people are going to buy it. Some people won't. It won't make it to the uh, impeachment because if the House votes to impeach, the Senate won't. And it'll never happen. So we're basically stuck, at least for right now, unless something even more major comes out. We're stuck for another two years. And hopefully, by the grace of God, we will put somebody in office, Trump, DeSantis, somebody, that will straighten this shit out. Because if they don't, we might as well wave goodbye to this country. We might as well say sayonara. We might as well learn to start speaking Japanese or uh, Chinese. So, and if you would like to learn Chinese, there's a lovely lady that has a TikTok that teaches Chinese. So go follow her. Go learn Chinese. Go learn the words. 
because if shit doesn't change, we're going to fucking have to do it. We're going to need to know it because there's not going to be any other way. Either that or there's going to be massive, massive issues for every American out there. And I hope that's not going to happen, but I don't. I don't think it's not going to happen. I'm not going to hold my breath that it doesn't. So take up this as you will. Listen to the Daily Wire. Listen to Morning Wire. Listen to Sean um, Glenn Shapiro. Listen to Dan Bongino. Listen to Chad Prather. Listen to the people that are in the know and are bringing the truth out there. Because if we don't listen and we just fucking blindly follow what we're being told by the media and by the current administration, we might as well hang it up. So I leave it to you. Make your decision and keep asking questions and searching for the truth. <laughs>